they're taking what you're saying to them and they're hoping that you are what you talk. Let's be about everything we drop because we're gonna get tested on it. If, we, if, if the people on the street don't test us on it, God's gonna test us on it. Kill the Mockingbird, Truth or Report with Sean Chris and Sebastian Farr. Yo, yo, what is good, y'all? My bad. I'm uh super lagging it. I was supposed to be uh on way earlier, and then we postponed that and changed it. And now, um, uh, well, we're here. What up, my man? What up? How you doing, bro? Good, man. You know, just one of those busy days just trying to get money, man. <laughs> Absolutely, every day. But the good news is I was, luckily, I was all prepared for all this. So, you know, I got all my... Got all, everything uh, to the T. I added one extra article because uh, at the end, we'll, if we have time, we'll try to like get grab that in because I was like, ah, this one's a good one. So what's up we with you, We got quite a few to get. Uh, just trying to keep up with all the news. There's so much going on in the world right now. It's crazy. Like every kind of angle news story, there's so many different things going on. It's, uh, it's a lot to keep up with, but I'm enjoying it. It's, uh, I wouldn't want to miss it. 2020 has been a heck of a ride. 2021 is going to be even crazier, I think. I, I agree 100%. And that's why, like, I started off, like, if you've seen the rundown, uh, the rundown I sent you, I was, like, I had, like, kind of set everything up. But then, like, with all the crazy news that's been coming around, that's why I put at the top was about, you know, that 50,000 China soldiers were bombed and killed in Maine, which was listed as an earthquake. You know, a lot of people were asking me about that. Uh, when I was on talkie time and I only, the, the news was still relatively new, but I had already heard about that, um, that F-15, uh, pi fighter pilot that had, uh, been killed in, um, a crash in Michigan. I don't know if you heard about that in the upper peninsula. Oh, so they say that he died. Yeah. He, they, they, they admitted that he died now. Uh, they oh said, my goodness. That makes the story a lot crazier. Cause last I heard of it, it was undetermined what happened to him. Yeah. They were looking for training him. exercise, but yeah. that could be all any type of cover story you want to label it as really. And you got to remember nine 11 was a, a, a training story. You know what I mean? That was the, yeah. to let us know that, uh, they were like, Oh, you know, that was just a training exercise. You know, that's why they weren't able to uh, scramble jets. And, uh, it's pretty interesting. And, um, a lot of people ask my opinion. I don't like to jump around too much and give predictions or anything, but I think it's very interesting. And I could see that it's possible because of the whole um, Chinese soldiers. Uh, they were, remember, we were talking about a couple weeks ago and stuff. You know how they do the yeah. training in um, in Canada. Trudeau has them yeah. all over there. Yeah, they're training for like winter warfare stuff because Canada would be a good environment for that. And they're, you know, in conflict with India over that border in the Himalayas. So it's kind of what they're looking for. Like they're getting that from Canada. I don't know what, like, obviously it just kind of shows how subverted the Canadian government and Justin Trudeau is towards like the communist regime. Oh, for it's, sure. Uh, pretty twisted. I, I agree. Like it's, <clears throat> that's why, like I was saying, like, I'm with you. Like I had heard about the fighter pilot and thought like, ah, it's probably nothing. I don't know. It's, you know, people do crash. Things, things do happen. Things malfunction. But then when the news came out about this, uh, underground nuke, cause what they're saying is that there was an underground bunker in Maine that, um, the Chinese have boots on the ground there. And then that we found out about it. And, uh, we shot an underground nuke, like I said, allegedly. And then, you know, Lynn Wood, 
uh, one of the big uh, advocators for Stop the Steal, he posted a picture of the, uh, it looked like it was a post from the 82nd uh, Airborne. And it said something like, I don't know if it said storming or something along those lines. Something about a storm. I think I saw something like that. Yeah. And so, like I said, I don't know, but it does obviously make it more interesting. It makes it seem like, wow, something, something's going down. I don't know what it is exactly, but something is going down. Yeah, I think something is going down. And it's kind of clear for even normies. It's like we've been in the Cold War with China for quite some time now, even beyond the uh, before the Trump administration came in. It was uh, it's just kind of been escalating slowly, slowly, but um, it's kind of getting to a crazy boiling point now. And whether or not you can really put too much credence behind that story, you know, 50,000 men on U.S. soil, whether it's in an underground base or not, like that's quite a logistic feat. And I feel like we might have heard more about it. I don't know. It's like I, I have a lot of questions for sure. And I, I'm not going to say it's true or false because I at this point. There's so much stuff going on. It's so crazy. Like, you can never really write this off. Yeah. I think you, there's a possibility to, it, to yeah, it. Yeah, I'm with you. And then, like, it's kind of – that's what makes you stay in the middle on the subject is because we don't have enough information at this point to see if it's true or not. I can't deny it for sure because, like, it does seem plausible that there, it could be possible. Like, it's definitely something that could be possible. Now, likely, I don't know. It doesn't seem very likely but I mean, crazier things have happened, you know. Like, look at yeah. look how long they kept the Vietnam War quiet, you know. But again, yeah. that was not in our country, so true, true. Kinda, and it, there's like some stuff, like a lot of other stuff that's going along, like uh, alongside this is uh, the positioning of like the naval task force forces um, are being stationed a lot closer to our, you know, continental borders and stuff. So kind of suggesting we're positioning ourselves to counter some sort of foreign invasion or foreign involvement and lends more credence to the this crazy story man and you know we've there's been, a lot of pieces that play here yeah and we've been talking about and a lot of people have been talking about a lot of programs about uh, a chinese invasion with like slash un invasion you know we've all been worried about that for a minute yeah you know what i mean like it, we we gotta we gotta uh we really gotta keep an eye on it. I, like I said, I would keep it. Uh, I would take the news with a grain of salt, but I would definitely uh, be prepared because a lot of people, like especially on the East Coast, a lot of truthers that I talk to, they're all kind of like not shook up, but like just kind of being on. You know, everybody's on high alert. You know, so when we hear anything right now, any chatter that's coming out, it's uh, taking pre pretty uh, uh, realistic. You know what I mean? Everybody's taking it pretty pretty serious. So. I don't know. I think it, it does fit with the whole, you know, China investing in Dominion, uh, China uh, with all the spies that have been around with the Fang Fang and the other spies that have been going around with the, uh, what's it called, the Houston Embassy, them burning what looked to be some kind of paperwork and documents. We have no idea what it was. So, Have you seen that latest story where uh, there's a like, supposed number of like 200,000 uh, Chinese assets overseas and they're being leaked. No, I have not. Yeah, seen that. I think that's one of the newest stories I saw today. And, uh, that's crazy. Once this information gets out, you're going to kind of see if it's valid, you know, who is in the pocket of the, the CCP. Yeah. Wow. That's going to expose a lot of people. Yeah. And I think this is going to tie into the election in a big way. Damn.
Yeah, this is all coming to head coming to head right now. It's uh crazy times right now. A little that, bit of a calm before the storm, though. That kind of gets us into uh, one of the articles you sent me. It's called, uh, it's from The Guardian, and it says, It's a, fr uh, a free-for-all, how high-tech spyware ends up in the hands of Mexico's cartels. Yeah, that's an interesting story. Um, corrupt Mexican officials have helped drug cartels in the country obtain state-of-the-art spyware, which can be used to hack mobile phones, according to a senior DEA official. As many as 25 private companies, including the Israeli company NSO Group and the Italian firm Hacking Team, have sold surveillance software to Mexican federal and state police forces. But there is little to no regulation of the sector and no way to control the spot where the spyware ends up, said the officials. It's a free-for-all, the official told the Cartel Project, an initiative coordinated by Forbidden Stories, a global network of investigative journalists, whose mission is to continue the work of reporters who are threatened, censored, or killed. The police have the technology and would just sell it to the cartels. Now, I think this has probably been going on for a while and it's just kind of coming to light in the mainstream media a little bit, but it's pretty crazy to, you know, realize that criminal elements can get their hands on aided, like military intelligence level capabilities in terms of cyber uh, warfare and technologies. Yeah, they definitely can, and that's why people always, even with, like, guns, you know, like, they're the big talk on gun control, I always hear people go, there would be no um, gun violence if we took away all the guns. I'm like, well, we could just buy illegal guns. It happens all the time. Like, just like you said, like, you can get the technology, you can get the AI. Like, if you have enough money and enough resources, enough influence, or any kind of leverage, you're definitely going to be able to. Uh, get anything that the military has or anything that the intelligence has. And a lot of people, you've seen it in movies like uh, uh, Departed and other movies where there's plenty of gangs and cartels and mafias that have <clears throat> people, their people in, you know, getting them in the FBI, the, D, the DEA, uh, the CIA, wherever they can get them. They try to plant their own so they can learn uh New te new ways of getting their organization better and more equipped for the, the 21st century. Yep. Uh, I mean, there's I've seen back in the day, like uh, over a decade ago, like document documentaries about how, uh, you know, local gangs even would put youngsters through the military so they'd come back with all these skills. Yeah, exactly. And it makes you because you're getting free training, man, to, to yep. be a killer, you know, and. Why? Why not utilize it? I mean, it's it's smart on their part, of course, for their organization. Like, obviously, you want to beef up your organization <clears throat> and be able to handle anything, because some guy that's just off the street that doesn't really know how to shoot a gun, compared to a guy that's a marksman, is going to be a whole different fucking. Been trained by the U.S. military. Yeah, it's a much better asset in the long term. Yes, it's a, it's a good investment by these guys, and it's just kind of you know something to be aware of, especially like with the way things are going and kind of how uh, yeah. I think it's going to keep getting crazier as we go along. Yeah. Like, like how you were, uh, we both had a lot of articles like this. That's why I just picked this one. Um, the CNN travels article about, uh, immunity passports are already here, but they come with warnings. It says with miles of, uh, barber barbed wire and electric fencing, fencing along its border and open government hostility, hostility to migrants, uh, hunger's borders aren't always the friendliest place for foreigners. That's during normal times. Amid the pandemic, 
uh, Hungarian ha uh, Hungary has shut its doors to almost everyone, even its European neighbors, unless they've had COVID-19. It's not that it's not the place you you'd expect to find such a uh, novel expectation to other otherwise tough entry rules. The policy, which came into force in early September, opens the doors to visitors who came who can provide evidence that they're recovered from COVID-19 proof of both a positive and negative test in the past six months. And this is gone. This is not just in, um, I know this is like Hungary, but this is Hungary. There's stuff like this in New Zealand, uh, Australia, Canada. Um, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to my page. I, man, definitely the page has been getting shadow banned hardcore. You could tell my, 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 re, my reach has been way, way low compared to <laughs> how it used to be. But I posted a couple of those commercials that they've been uh, scare tactics like from UK. I don't, they had the UK when I post that one with the Santa dying. Then you have the Alberta, Canada with the uh, guy with the COVID, the COVID head and like, you know, trying to say like, you know, they spread it at holidays and parties. And they got the one in Washington, you know, where they're showing like people on ventilators and all this propaganda. And, and that's what this is all is trying to tell us is like, don't that obey, obey, obey. And it's it's tough because I think more of us are going to have to take a stand and not fly and not uh, we have to hit them in the pockets, because if you hit them in the pockets, that's the only way they listen. Absolutely. Especially with that. I don't know if you you, oh, you did see it um, with that, that two -year -old? Young couple, who had that two year old daughter who they kicked them off the fly because they weren't complying with the mask mandates on the airplane. And that's just like. If you are already boycotting flying just because of the stupidity of like your masks aren't working when you're packed in that close with that many people and an airplane with recirculated air, it's just it's incredibly just hypocritical and doesn't make any sense. Well, update to that story that I heard was I guess there was um some influencer or somebody that's like on Instagram all the time. They fly United all the time and they have a two year old as well. So there was like a video floating around of them with their two-year-old not being asked to wear a mask. And uh, someone sent that video to that lady and that they're, they're like exchanging videos. So I think there is going to be some kind of lawsuit for sure. Because there should be. It, yeah, most definitely. Because if you saw that video, you saw she was uh, being compliant. Um, both parents were trying to be compliant. I'm like, at what point, what do you do? They did the best they could do. Obviously, it's a two-year-old child. What are you supposed to do? Keep hitting the kid? Like, you know what I mean? Like, she, they, they had held the kid, had the face mask over her face the best they could do. Like, yeah, I, I don't, anyone who's done any significant amount of flying knows how tough it is on kids and especially their parents, especially the younger ones. And to me personally, I think like masking children that young is tantamount to child abuse, really. I agree 100%. I think it is. Uh, I, I really don't think they should be masking kids. I think. Fifth grade and down, like junior high level, I get it if you want them to wear a mask. I think below that, they should just not because there's so many um, kids that have, you know, different problems too, like autistic, you know, uh, other problems besides that or even like ADD or whatever, you know. I think that there should be a cutoff point, especially when it's been proven that kids aren't spreading the, this around. They're not going around spreading everything and making it um, – worse they're, they're they're not some like, like what they're talking about them is like there's some disease bag <laughs> like <laughs> yeah and it kind of goes hand in hand with like the way they're you know keeping kids at home 
and not allowing them to attend school in person and, you know, all the Zoom classes and stuff like that. It's it's bad for their mental health and well-being. And even like that person to person connection and, you know, being able to kind of read all of your your uh, compatriots facial features when you're having a conversation with them. That's important. Like when you're, you know, talking to someone with a mask, I feel like there's a big disconnect. Well, for instance, that, like, that's going to have a, go ahead. Like my brother, um, it was like last weekend or something like that. We went to target. Right. And like, uh, we had a, just to get some like Christmas stuff for, you know, like he wanted to get some last, uh, minute Christmas stuff like, uh, done. And I went with him and he was like, I, I didn't wear a mask. Like, I put it, like, around me so no one, like, kind of bugs me. I just put it, like, right here. So, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll put it up. You know what I mean? Just if they, <laughs> just to, like, not have to be bugged. But anyways, like, just to show, like, how you, we should be more personable. There was some kids struggling with, like, you know those little cart things where they collect the carts? I don't know. It was a young kid. looked like his first job. And, like, I kind of passed him. And then my brother passed him. And then he was like, ah. and my brother goes back. And he goes, hey, man, you need help. And we ended up helping the kid. Uh, you know, get the uh, the cart thing because he was struggling, man, and he was small, and that thing was heavy, man. I'm telling you, me and my brother carried it in. It was like uh, we so we carried it into the store for him, and I was thinking like it's funny because like people would probably be like, oh look, this guy doesn't want to wear a mask, and I'm like, but would you help that guy? Like you know, my brother, people like that. So like I thought it was good to like I think that because uh, they all respected us. Then all the Target people were like, oh man, wow, customers helping us. Like I think we need more of that. Like, my brother yeah. kind of woke me up to that, and I was like, you know what? I got to start doing that more, too, you know? Just, like, helping out, man. Just like, hey, you obviously he's struggling, having a bad day. Why not help him out? Yeah, those kind of gestures take uh, very little effort and and time. It's just those little things. that you, you can make someone's day like that and kind of turn their mood around. Maybe they were in a low, low point, feeling down. You know, those little things will really be a boost to people that you never suspect. Yeah, I totally agree. And and, and that kind of takes us to this uh, level. Um, I know everybody's uh, talked about this on every show, but I'm going to play the clip. Uh, let me know if it even plays because you know how sometimes they don't play the clips. Uh, it's about uh, that Congress uh, Congresswoman Johnson in uh, Michigan. I know everybody heard kind of what she said. So this is just a warning to you. Yeah, I'm Trumpers. hearing it. Be careful. Walk lightly. We ain't playing with you. Enough of the shenanigans. Enough is enough. And for those of you who are soldiers, you know how to do it. Do it right. Be in order. Make them pay. So <laughs> like I said, I know everybody heard that. And first of all, I thought it was crazy because she didn't get um, blocked on uh, Facebook or anything. She's allowed to do that. Literally, I get blocked uh, instantly when I just put a message like call someone a pussy or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I be like, man, yeah. fuck you. And that's a, that's an actual call to violence. Yes. If you really into it. And, you know, that's a, the double standard that people on the left and especially like establishment politicians and stuff that – the tech oligarchs favor they're not going to be held to the same rules as the rest of us which is bullshit yeah and honestly it's like that kind of rhetoric needs to be shut down she needs to 
honestly needs to. So her, she's a representative in the Michigan. Yeah, state in, legislature. Yeah, in Detroit, I believe. Her name's. Uh, I think it's Cynthia Johnson. It says Michigan right. State uh, Rep. Cynthia Johnson, a Democrat, has been stripped of her committee assignments and is under investigation after issuing a warning to Trumpers, according to the Michigan House Speaker's Office. Now, which is that's that's a good step. But what what I think is crazy is that. She's not getting in trouble. I know for a fact people that have been in jail, went to jail for two years for sending a text to their boss for saying, I will fuck you up. That was They went to jail for a terrorist threat just for saying, I will fuck you up. So I don't understand how she's not getting criminal charges put against her. If, if, you, if that was me and I said that about anybody in the government, I would definitely be in jail right now. Yeah. And she has a, you know, a good following because she's an elective representative. So... It needs to be, you know, there needs to be more uh, repercussions for this. Like, there needs to be a bit of an investigation, criminal or not. Like, the, this this kind of rhetoric, if it's allowed to go on and escalate, is just going to be, uh, you know, the next step towards a armed conflict. Oh, for sure. And um, uh, what's it called? And then our governor was like, I, I think that they went too far by stripping of her of her assignments. And I was like, what a fucking... What a double uh, a double think uh, shit she's saying because when you were uh, when she was crying and saying like people were threatening her um, you know when they got the FBI involved and said all that stuff you know she was gonna get kidnapped and all that if she really believes like that then why would she allow that to happen the other way Yeah, well, it's you know not her side that's exactly uh, at threat there. The lines are being drawn. It's crazy. It's. Uh... Hopefully, you know, reason prevails. I feel like... I think there's going to be some kind of... It's like everything, too. It's not just her, though. There's, like, other people on the left saying, like, oh, it's treasonous to have these lawsuits going into the Supreme Court contending the election. I'm like, how can anyone say that? It's completely just, and there should be a path to legal recourse if you think you've been cheated in this election, but... You know, apparently to the left, it's treason automatically to question it. Yeah, exactly. And that's how they think. They think it's treasonous. Well, but the thing that is now there is uh, an opposition. Because if you've seen all the stuff that was going on in D.C. this weekend, definitely the Proud Boys were out there to antagonize. I mean, I'm not saying like, and I get it. I know that uh, I will say in some aspects that I did see them, uh, there was like a woman that had a big sign that said, uh, you know, uh, not something about worst president ever or something like that. And, you know, some guys were talking shit to her, but I thought I, I gave them respect because um, the leaders came up and were like, get the fuck away from her. Leave her the fuck alone. You know what I mean? And then that guy, Enrique, even had a conversation with her and he explained to her that, like, his family's from Cuba and uh, Che, uh, you know, Che Gravago, uh, uh he he assassinated his family members. So he's like, that's why I have against Marxism. Like, I have a personal uh, vendetta because it has hurt me in my personal life. Like, you know, and I think, like, it was, it was kind of an interesting scene because I don't think you – I know for a fact you wouldn't see that tolerance – from the other side. Now, do, was there uh, idiots in that group that probably wanted to harass her or, like, maybe hurt her? I don't know. Uh, for sure. 
But the thing that I was had respect is that the leaders were like, you're not going to do this because that's how it should be. Even in uh, BLM or Antifa or any of these groups, you should never allow bullying or sucker punching. That's my problem, especially with a lot of the Antifa people. They always sucker punch. They're always hitting. They're trying to like fight in groups. I don't like that shit. Yeah, when they have superior numbers, yes. you know, never a fight. And that that's that's something that we, growing up, I, we, it's just something that we didn't accept. You know what I mean? You had it one on one. Yeah, it goes me the wrong way as well. It's like if you're gonna have like you know if you're gonna be in the street representing your point of view and you know your ideologies, at least make it a fair confrontation. If it's gonna get physical, take them on one on one, face to face, like. But you know the, all the sucker punching and all these dirty tactics using pepper spray from like. You know, six feet away or whatever. And I'll say and on the right side does that too. To the crowd. The right doesn't do sucker punches, but they do do that like whole. Yeah, spring. and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and both sides do it too. But to be fair, it's gotten a little bit out of hand. I feel like, um, as much as like, with how many um, stories we saw of like Antifa and and their so affiliate groups kind of going off throughout the year. Um, I don't want to see other groups fighting them in the streets when it's, you know, like that. It just, it's a bad look for everyone. That's 100%. It, it doesn't help anything. You know what I mean? That's what people keep saying too a lot. It's like, I, I, what I, you know me, I've been trying to preach it a lot is the whole not idolizing any politician. I get it. Like, I'm not saying don't go through the court process. I believe that they should go through the court process. And I think that the uh, Supreme Court is chicken shit for not taking this case. Yeah. I agree. Um, it just kind of shows, like, I think a lot of people on the right that are kind of establishment career politicians or judges, they're not willing to rock the boat enough for this. And it's going to be a real slap in the face for people if it doesn't, you know, get arbitrated fairly in a court of law. Yeah, most definitely. But to turn to, to uh, change subjects real quick, because uh, I feel like we haven't. Yeah, we have a lot of stories to get through. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't think we. Uh, t I wanted to bring this one up because I think it's uh, just to keep it up in the air. You know, it's reported that Jelaine Maxwell to offer thirty million dollar bail will finally admit she's married in reports. Wow. So who do you think she's gonna be admitting to be married to? I don't know, man. That's what I was. Uh, I'm really curious to see that and, and and it's been crazy that we haven't heard a lot of news about Ghislaine you know what I mean they've kind of kept her under wraps and hidden and obviously for a reason yeah and I think they're moving her around too hopefully yes. they are just to make it kind of more secure for her well-being so we can get that testimony because we all need it after the Epstein debacle and yeah, whatever happened with that um, we need resolution we do and if there isn't, there should be a lot of questions asked by everybody. We'll see, though. Um, I think the possibility of her being married to, like, a high-tier politician or member of a royal family is in on the cards there. Yeah. Not, not Epstein himself. Maybe someone in the royal family at, like, a secret wedding. I don't know. I just think that would make it spicy as, as hell, so I'm, I'm throwing that out there. <laughs> I agree with Ms. Blondie, which he said. I kind of think they're going to throw, like, the a wrench and say that uh, she was married to Epstein. I think that might yeah. be something that they throw in there. That way they can, like, uh, somehow box it in more. You know what I mean? Yeah, compartmentalize the damage and keep it from being, uh, you know, spreading around to different people who are in uh, power.
Yeah, because they, they, they don't want that to get out there. They don't want it to get out there what was really going on. Yeah. One of the latest stories I heard about her and uh, her conditions, and there was people kind of complaining on her behalf, was uh, she was getting woken up every, like, 15 to 30 minutes to keep her from like, committing suicide or whatever. Which yeah. is pretty, uh, that's pretty fucked up. I wouldn't wish that on anyone, even someone as dark as her. But, uh... It was kind of annoying, though, that, like, how Geraldo was getting so, like, oh, my God, she, she's being treated like, okay, man. like oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's got a lot of shady stuff on social media, too. That kind of suggests he's probably a part of that sort of deal. Yeah, it definitely seems like that. Yeah. And hopefully we do find out what he was doing trying to defend her. <laughs> I know, man. I, I, it didn't make sense. It didn't at all. And then I got this other report because I, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, I know all the COVID news, but uh, which we will get more of that. But with the global warming, we're going to hear more of global warming again, you know. And um, the one article I found in uh, uh, RT.com, that uh, Russian news, global mass extinctions follow regular 27 million year cycle may be linked to Earth's journey through the Milky Way. So they're kind of like talking about like, because, uh, you know, the planets are aligning on the 21st and... Um, we're going through the Milky Way and there's been so much talk this year. That's why I'm going to talk. Uh, uh, I wanted to link this story with this one, this next one too. I know a lot of people have talked about this as well. So not only climate change and the planet alignment, now they're talking about this galactic uh, f uh, federation. You know what I mean? It, it just oh, seems I've like. I've been hearing about that a little bit. Someone sent me some stuff on, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. on that. And I, I find it interesting, but a little bit, too far beyond the realm of possibility for for my uh well what kind of imagination i'm like so you're telling me they're a superior race and then they came up with the name the galactic federation like that's like for, like <laughs> yeah, you were saying that with uh venice beach dub club yeah right? it yeah was, it sounds like star trek honestly yeah and i think <laughs> that like i just feel like that it's all part of this whole psyop this year because look they've they've released so much about the aliens and they've released so much uh, uh they're they're just feeding into this narrative of aliens so much like but i think it really is to be attack on humans you know what i mean it's to call us like that like you know how they're always like oh we're savages we're not smart enough we uh you know aliens made all the technology we've only learned from you know and then some people call aliens fallen angels which i'm not discrediting anybody because obviously i don't know but what i always see it as is an attack on human beings like a species our species like that we're not good enough that we they always call us like we're uh like all we cause is pain but i'm like how come they don't mention all the beautiful things that humans do like all the sacrifices that people make for other people uh like firefighters running into a building say even not even just firefighters but even people that uh aren't firefighters that are not trained but you see something happening and your instincts kick in and you try to help and I think that we they try not to let us focus on those uh, thoughts that we have, the good thoughts and the uh, empathy we have for each other. They want us to look at each other like vile, disgusting. And I think that's what they've even pushed heavy with this whole COVID. Like, you know, oh, look at this disgusting person now wearing a mask or you better be washing your hands seven, 37 times a day or whatever. You know what I mean? They're trying to push this narrative of humans being disgusting and, and the reason why everything's bad. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, it's an anti-human agenda at, at the very least. You know, you can kind of see it 
uh, a lot of the globalist rhetoric as well with the great reset and the fourth industrial revolution is kind of like humans have kind of outlasted their purpose. And so they want us to move on to kind of a cybernetic future, which, um, you know, I, I don't want that. And I don't think many people do, but we have to kind of focus on creating our own narrative and, you know, celebrating the good things about humanity and, you know, what we can do for each other and the positive things we've accomplished. But if we just kind of let the media control that narrative, then they're going to keep, you know, slinging all that anti-human agenda at us. <coughs> yeah, whether it's aliens or AI or, um, you know what I mean, that like, like we've talked about plenty of times, like you said, the great reset of the and global warming too. Yep, and global is our fault. It's not, and yeah. it's it's and it's not only just humans' fault. It's us citizens, us regular people that have no power whatsoever or very little influence. It's our fault, and I think that it's sad that a lot of us, a lot of people, are buying into that. And I think we got to try to get past that. Yeah. Agreed. And, you know, the media is pretty good at their demoralization campaigns. Whatever their target is, usually it gets through to a lot of people that are buying into that uh, that blue pill uh, propaganda. Most definitely. And, and, and to go back, like circle back from like, it's kind of cool. Like, um, you know, in the beginning, we were talking about like the uh, 50,000 allegedly uh, Chinese soldiers that may have been uh, killed by a nuclear bomb in underground bunker in Maine. It comes, brings me to that Guardian article that you sent me. Um, I don't know if you got it in front of you. The one that I says, uh, China conducting biological tests to create super soldiers, U.S. spy chief says. Yeah. Um, China has conducted testing on its, on its army in the hopes of creating biologically enhanced soldiers, according to the top intelligence official in the U.S. John Ratcliffe, who has served as Donald Trump's director of national intelligence since May, made the claims in a newspaper editorial where he warned that China poses the greatest threat to America today. Writing in the Wall Street Journal, uh, Ratcliffe said, the intelligence is clear. Beijing intends to dominate the U.S. and the rest of the planet economically, militarily, and technologically. Many of, the, many of Chinese major public initiatives and prominent companies offer only a layer of camouflage to the activities of the Chinese Communist Party. And... It doesn't really say a whole lot about the biologically enhanced super soldiers in the article. Just that, you know, this guy's making it, uh, kind of bring it into the public light. But it's definitely a possibility, and I think they've been at it for a while now. Now, as far as, like, because, you know, it's talking about, like, biological tests and stuff. Do you, Like, I was talking to my brother uh, the other day. And we were talking about it and like, you know, he was talking about the vaccine. Well, the reason why him and a couple of his friends are more like af not afraid of COVID, uh, but they're very alert about it is because they believe it's a biological weapon from China. And then I was like, dang, man, you know, there is a lot of people I think that think that that are quiet about it, that are not saying it. You know, they may be wearing a mask or uh be very serious about COVID, but now I'm like, yeah, that makes sense that some people are very afraid because if it's a biological weapon, then it's even scarier because what if it does have nanotech and what, what, what does it entail? Like how was it intended to be for a certain race? You know what I mean? Especially with all the 23andMe stuff that was going on with them, when they showed the companies who they're, uh, you know, who've been bought by them, they're connected with YouTube and Google. It it's, would be really easy to try to, that's been rumored for years that China and other countries have tried to make 
biological weapons with viruses and stuff tended for a certain either populations, you know, or uh, certain cultures. Um, yeah. And I think based off of some of the stuff that we've gone over in the past, I think it is a, a bioweapon from China. Don't know if it was deliberately released or not, but I feel like it's kind of one of the the less deadly viruses they have in their arsenal. And maybe it was just kind of intended to kind of force these lockdowns on Western and European countries in North America and Australia, New Zealand, for example, whereas like they're not having those lockdowns. Apparently they've only had 4,000 deaths in China. Yeah. If you can believe their own numbers, I don't personally, but um, it's, it does seem like there's a possibility to it. it. It's a rapidly mutating virus that has been spliced with a lot of uh, crazy stuff into it, including some stuff related to HIV, I believe. Yeah. A lot of the proteins and stuff. And then there's that report um in australia where they were taking the one vaccine and saying that people were testing positive for hiv they were saying it was a false positive but um who knows like i mean we're not there with the tests and they could say what they want and to bring back a little bit of the covid so we could like we don't have to get too deep into it but like i see you put the uh idaho health board covid meeting ended due to intense protests and the members uh uh at sites and members homes so I guess there was a, a lot of backlash in Idaho, and I know Idaho is a red, is red country, and they're big on like, hey man, don't trample on my freedom. They're um, very liber- liberty driven, you know, and constitutionalists. Yeah, it's very much the Texas of the Northwest, I would say. That's um, yes, yeah, the perfect way to say. It. And you know, the just to kind of briefly go over the article, there was uh, protests at. Um, you know, local politicians' houses that were meeting over a uh, mandatory mask uh, certification or whatever deal that they want to kind of push on people there. And people were protesting at their houses. And I, I guess they're, they're trying to make, like, hype it up and make it seem like it was, like, very almost like a riot at all the politicians' houses. I don't know. I didn't see a lot of footage on it. I would imagine they were probably mostly peaceful, but they highlighted a couple incidents where people were, you know, knocking on their doors and stuff. And some people were arrested, but it has to be said, like, this is the only way we're going to get through to um, our elected officials and the people who are appointed to the local... uh, uh, health and safety associations, you know, the government bodies. Yeah, for sure. We have to, we have to protest like this and then we have to, um, not, we have to try to stop supporting anybody that, uh, any companies or corporations that are forcing us to have to wear a mask or get a vaccine, which brings me to that, uh, that other article, the Ontario, Ontarians could face restrictions if they refuse to get COVID-19 vax vaccine health minister says in his quote in this article says uh there may be some restrictions placed on people that don't have vac- uh, vaccines to travel purposes to be able to go to theaters and other places as such elliot says at queen's park on tuesday that will be up to the individual person to decide whether they want to receive the vaccine to be able to do these things or not so that's what we've been saying the whole time and a lot of people have been saying yeah they won't like run into your house and, and and pin you to the ground maybe and jab you you know what i mean but they will uh 
They'll, they'll, they'll enforce like your job will be like sway like hey man if you don't get this we're gonna have to let you go you have to prove that you're COVID and people will comply because corporations will all comply because they're all about the bottom line they don't care about anything else yeah it's gonna be very much about the coercion that they can kind of leverage against people you know to be able to participate in going back to quote-unquote normal I guess yeah but it's crazy because there's no guarantee that the vaccine is going to prevent spread. There's no guarantee that it's going to prevent asymptomatic carriers. It's There's no guarantee of any of it. So, I don't know. I just feel like they're just trying to force it on as many people as possible early on before, you know, widespread side effects kind of get exposed. And this is the one of the best ways they can do it effectively without, you know, like you were saying, going door to door and forcing people to take it. And then the, by the time they do that, there will be so many other people that have already taken it and then they'll have that mentality of like, well, I already had to do it, so you better have to do it too, you know? Then that always pushes people because I had to do it, you have to do it, you know? We got some good news, though, uh, from our good old uh, uh, the Zero Hedge, you know? In stunning rebu oh, yeah. uh, rebuke, L.A. judge strikes down abusive outdoor dining ban as lacking science, evidence, or logic. So that was a, a, a huge hit. So does yeah. that now I didn't get to read this whole article, but now are they they're are they gonna be able to open immediately or No, it's still gonna go through some sort of you know, judicial yeah, hearing okay. and stuff for it. But I think those are like the opening statements for that case and the judge is very much, you know, highlighting what we've been saying for a long time is that there's no common sense or reason to these these uh, business restrictions, especially, you know, towards restaurants when there's a complete double standard for, you know, big box stores, anything and like anything related to the government or um, political events. You know, there's no there's no real semblance of uh, cohesive justification to get it to like be required for everybody they're just targeting small businesses at this point and at least at least we're getting some wins for for the cause of reason i think yeah if, if not anything it at least makes it uh feel good that there's actually yeah. some judges starting to side you know what i mean like when you saw what happened in michigan even in Pencil california yeah exactly especially in california you know what i mean to have that because it gets troublesome at times like I don't know if you saw that um, case. I believe it was in Ohio with the kid that was suspended for having a BB gun um, on his like desk, or I think it was like hanging on his bed or something. It was just in sight, like he wasn't playing with it, nothing. Like, and he got suspended for six days, and it, it, it that one pissed me off, man. I was pretty through the roof because I was like, well, first of all, the kid's not doing anything. He's not making any threats. He's at home. It's not his choice to be doing this Zoom call shit. But I mean, they were they were talking crap about it, and they were kind of, and and I was proud of the dad because he was like enough, and he got up and just got his son, and he's like, and I was like, man, you got more props to him because I don't know if I could have kept as calm because I would have been pretty heated, you know, I would have had a lot to say. Yeah, and this is I've heard a couple stories like this as well. Like one kid was suspended, like a very young kid was suspended for having a like a Nerf gun. Yeah. On a Zoom call, that was earlier in the year too. And it's just like they're using the education system and the fact that it's been brought to a digital platform to kind of police children 
at their homes. It's just it's disturbing as fuck. Well, and you got that Santa, you know, that viral video of that uh, stupid Santa that was telling the kid, the kid's like, I want a Nerf gun. He's like, no, you can't get that. He's like, it's not a real gun. And he was like, no, no guns. And he made the kid cry. And he started, I'm like, dude, you are so lucky that wasn't me with my kid, man. Like, I would be going to jail. And I would be like, this is like, I would be beating the shit out of Santa. And they would have been like, that would have went viral. Like, man beats the shit out of Santa. <laughs> it, it, it's like, come on, man. It's a kid. It's a five-year-old. Obviously, they're not like having. So how come you're not stopping these video games? If you're so concerned about people's mentalities, you're like, oh, a Nerf gun or a BB gun teaches them how to shoot. But uh, playing Grand Theft Auto and, and, and shooting hookers in the face, that doesn't do anything to their brain. Yeah, uh, and it, it's a lot of double standard comes from leftist ideologies, you'll find, uh, as you know. Um, but the crazy thing is, is like that when you're like volunteering or getting paid to be a Santa and working with kids, that is not the time for your political platform. <laughs> There's so many better times than, yeah, than that. Man. Dude, yeah, first of all, if you're doing that, I'm pretty sure you're either on hard times and can't find a good job or you're trying to get extra money. Just shut your fucking mouth and go, mm-hmm. Because you know what? It has nothing to do with you. That's not your kid. You're not going to be there to raise that kid. You're just trying to put... You think you're going to influence this kid. Like, you think you're doing some social justice warrior fucking bullshit. Like, oh, I'm teaching this kid not to like guns. And now he... That's not how it works, man. Because yeah. the reason people hate people is not because they fucking have a Nerf gun. People don't shoot people because they had a BB gun. It's actually probably better, especially with BB guns or uh, if they have any training on how to actually use a gun. Kids should be trained on the safety of it. So that way, if they are, uh, in, do, they do encounter a gun, they know how to be careful and not uh, make it a deadly weapon anymore. It's like that classic Christmas movie where he's asking for the BB gun. It's like, you'll oh, shoot your Christmas eye story, out. yeah. <laughs> And it, it's true. It's like that's the idea I think behind it is to kind of get kids to be fire firearm aware and like the safety aspect of it. Yeah, for sure. It's and, not meant for, like kids to run around with for sure, but yeah. And then like I also added this story because uh, I didn't add the other one that I forgot, but it it says nearly 160 people arrested at super spreader party in L.A. Sex trafficking victims recovered. So, like, there was this crazy party, I guess, like, where tons of people, because there's been a lot of these supposed, like, underground sex parties, and I don't know, like, now they're saying, like, I don't know if they are involved with sex traffickers or what, cause, or they're just throwing that to spice it up, but I thought it was interesting, because I've seen other people um, get arrested, I don't know if you saw that guy in New Jersey, he uh, he had a party back in March when this all started. He had like a, a bonfire with 50 people. Cops came. Then they came for uh, a week later. Uh, he finally got a, saw a judge and everything. They gave him a year in jail. A year wow. in jail for having a party uh, with a, uh, because of it was during a pandemic. And that uh, <laughs> he needs to spend a year in jail. And then I thought it was ironic because then like uh, there was that story about um, uh, Obama's daughter going viral for a little bit she took the tiktok down she had a video of like she was with like 30 maybe 40 people in the video no mask no social distancing and i thought it was ironic it just shows that the thing they don't want to talk about is that this country really has a classism problem because when you're a certain class in this country you don't have the same rules as the lower classes yeah and you see that with a lot of like the this local and state politicians and how they kind of flaunt the COVID rules that they are trying to enforce themselves, especially with Gavin Newsom. 
Oh yeah, especially with Gavin Newsom. And and I, I see we're getting close to our, our our time, so I wanted to end on this because I really wanted to get a rant in on this. So I wanted to give us enough time because uh, this shit kind of pissed me off. So I'm gonna try to play the little clip right now, and uh, we're, we'll we'll talk about the stories that are involved with it. Hopefully a commercial don't play. I got this on YouTube real quick. Yeah, of course, the commercial. But basically, it's the Pete Davidson thing. You know, I'm going to play what he said. And I was really, that this shit really pissed me off because I used to be a big SNL fan. And first of all, SNL hasn't been funny fucking for like a decade. And I thought it was yeah. interesting what he had to say. Here he goes. Let's see. Oh, let me unmute that. Maybe I can't play it. Ah, that's the problem. One second, technical difficulties. Alright, here we go, my bad rushing to do everything and I forgot to plug in the one wire that I needed to plug in. All right, here we go. Stupid Pete Davidson uh, on Saturday Night Live. He was on the little... As a resident of Staten Island held a large rally outside Max Pub to protest restrictions on indoor dining. With more on this, a Staten Island native, Pete Davidson. Yeah. Thank you. It's going to be hard to follow that Giuliani fart. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I saw uh, the protest. People were outside the bar shouting about freedom, taunting the cops, chanting that they should arrest the governor. But it's Staten Island, so I assumed that it was just like a typical last call. <laughs> and are you against these protests? I mean, kind of, but I'm also just happy I'm no longer the first thing people think of when they say, what's the worst thing about Staten Island? <laughs> Come on, that's not true. People like you. Yeah, but not in the right way. You know, like, I don't get to, like, host the Emmys like you and Che. But I did just find out there's an Etsy store selling Pete Davidson vibrators. <laughs> yeah. How weird is that? You could buy a vibrator with my face on it for $15 or one without my face for $20. <laughs> I don't even get a cut of the sales. Now I know how Chappelle feels. Right, right. Now, yeah, nothing to close to what Chappelle. What exactly were they protesting? Well, the bar, uh, shockingly, is in a neighborhood with the second highest COVID infections in all of New York. So the rule is that they're supposed Propaganda. to let people eat or drink outside. And the owner said no one wants to do that because they'll go out of business. But the argument that people in Staten Island don't want to drink outside can be disproven by going to literally any Little League game. <laughs> one guy at the protest even gave a speech where he literally compared not being able to drink indoors to being Jewish during the Holocaust, which must have been awkward for the people there who had to suddenly pretend they believed in the Holocaust. <laughs> so I take it that you found these protests frustrating. Yeah, man, they're making us look like babies, you know? Yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Like, uh, I think that was enough. Everybody got the gist of it. Basically, he was t to me, he was just talking shit, man. And he was just, yeah. like, using Nothing propaganda. Oh, no. And he was like, oh, they're babies. And he was like, uh, th that's why this article, the next article I got, uh, it says, uh, New York City comedian club owner slams COVID-19 double standard. 
Uh, a Big Apple comedy club owner is angry that Saturday Night Live is shooting with a live audience while their city's comedy clubs remain empty because of COVID. And he says it's disappoint he's disappointed that the city uh, big name comedians haven't done more to help the uh, uh, the industry. So basically, he's pissed, and when, which I understand, and that's why I compare it with uh, Pete Davidson. Him being a stand-up comic, he should have a heart for the other comics that make a living being on the road, that make a living going to these clubs. And the reason why SNL has uh, uh, an audience is because they give them they what they, they have a loophole. They pay them one hundred and fifty dollars and call them cast members. Now every yeah. little club comedy club can't do that. And and to me, it's a slap in the face to other comedians. So are you? So how come you're not talking shit about uh, Dave Chappelle? You know what I mean? He's over here in in, in Austin doing shows, which I get. You got to do what you got to do. You got to go to the area you can. He shouldn't have said anything about it. I think he should have just shut up and not talked about it. But since he's trying to get any little bit of uh, feel he can, he jumped in saying bullshit. And he's not funny. The SNL cast is completely biased. They have uh, wasted. They, they, they're they not even making fun of Biden. They're just like kind of like, oh, he's a good guy. They, it, it's just pure propaganda. Yeah, they're not even hiding it anymore. It's very biased and just not funny. Like genuine humor, it comes from a place where you're able to make fun of everybody. And that's what you've seen in the past with all the great comedians. Is they make fun of everybody, including themselves, most of all. But um, when you're from the left and you're in the comedy game, I feel like you have, because of cancel culture, you have no way to actually do that. Yeah, and yeah. I want to say that, um, first of all, Saturday Night Live used to be one of the greatest uh, uh, sketch comedy shows ever created and now it's horrible it's so bad that every single week they have to bring ringers in that's why they have why, why do you have someone playing Donald Trump uh like Alec Baldwin why don't you have a cast member oh because you guys aren't good enough to do that you know what I mean you can't you can't even do Donald Trump you can't even you had to bring Jim Carrey to do Biden you the cast is horrible and for Pete Davidson to try to basically shit on comics because when you're shitting on the bar industry you're shitting on the comic club industry because it's the same it's one of the same and there's a lot of hungry comics out there I have a lot of friends that make money um, by doing shows like they, they're not some huge comic you know what I mean but they can get 150 300 dollars a show you know what I mean they can pack a a, a hundred to 200 300 uh uh you know, those comedy, the little comedy clubs, they might not be able to pack an arena or they might, or, or, or a bigger comedy club, but all these small, all these comedy clubs are getting hurt right now and they're not going to come back. Yeah, absolutely. And it really ties back to that class thing you're talking about earlier, where he's taking a shit on all of the up and coming comedians who need the live audiences at bars and nightclubs, but aren't get, be, getting any chance at it because of the COVID restrictions. Dude's going to collect his paycheck whether he's funny or not because he's on TV. Yeah, and they're so out of touch with uh, yeah. uh, the working class because the working class is comedians. It is actors. It is musicians. It is warehouse workers, uh, pickers, packers, welders, uh, HVAC techs, plumbers, roofers. I, I mean, I'm forgetting tons of, you know, uh, blue-collar jobs, but... It's always forgotten because, you know, these comedians or uh, actors that get big, they get played a lot, but they're 
forgetting their roots because at one point you yeah. were going to these clubs and trying to put your name out there uh, to get exposure and get experience. And you're just shitting on all these people that uh, want to live their dream just like you did. And so you're being selfish. You're saying, well, you know, I got my spot and I'm good. So you should just listen to the, uh, you know, obey the orders. Who cares if it hurts your pockets? Who cares if it hurts your career? Who cares if it closes down uh, comedy clubs and bars so people can't, perform or and like i said that hurts musicians and um comedians yeah a bit of that hollywood elite hypocrisy there yeah i really that one really got me too that 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 story this week uh the one with the the kid with the bb gun and the nerf gun that the and then the nerf gun with the santa that one got me pretty bad and then the like we were talking earlier the trying to force a two-year-old to wear a mask uh is is ridiculous yeah that one, that one triggered me a bit as well. It, it. But other than that, there's been some, uh, like I said, positive news. Uh, but it does look like we are going to end up into some kind of conflict, I think, from the right and the left with uh, Antifa antagonizing, like especially they're more antagonizing in Portland. But it seems like the Proud Boys have more of a... Uh, they're trying to make a presence felt in D.C. I think the I think they're going to be trying to fight over D.C. I think this is going to be a thing. I don't know how serious. I'm not saying it's going to be some serious like, oh, civil war. But I think there's going to be this continuing clash of Proud Boys and Antifa, which has been going on for the last uh, four years. Um, and I think it's just getting old, boiling uh, to a boiling point. You know, the other story is uh, I haven't uh, posted that. But if you guys have a chance, go to this um one of the pages I like to check out the stuff that's going on in Portland. It's called uh, Rib Ribs, oh, no Riot Ribs, <laughs> Riot dot Ribs. Uh, if you follow that page, and they were talking a lot about Raz, you know, the new Chaz, Chaz 2.0, uh, and showing what's going on over there. They do have people with guns over there. It's just crazy, like the hypocrisy to me. Because if that was a, a, a in texas or idaho and they were conservatives or libertarians that had you know like ruby ridge and stuff like that the fbi would be there um there would be uh you know bombings and and it's just very a uh, unique situation to see how they're letting it happen because obviously if they wanted to shut it down they could shut it down but they are letting it happen i do have um empathy for the homeowners that are losing their home because that is a situation that we're going to hit heavy right now and oh yeah eviction uh, evictions are going to be going um through the roof in the next month and january when january 1st hits and because our politicians are piece of shit and they haven't done anything besides close our economy down and done nothing to um compensate those that have lost in this in these situations yeah absolutely um you're seeing people are like right on the verge of mass homelessness and there's food shortages as well. So you're seeing that through food banks and across various states in the country. Um, it's we're on the verge of some crazy times, I think, even crazier. Well, unfortunately, my man, it looks like we're uh, coming to a close. It looks like we're at that minute and uh, 30 seconds, you know, like kind of um, wrapping it up. I, it was good uh, chopping it up. And uh, I think next week we're getting more and more stories in. And we're going to be trying to, uh, you know, continuing this. It's uh, going to be every Sunday. Sometimes the time will alter, but we will always be on every Sunday. And then every Wednesday, we're doing the People's Forum. This week, we got uh, Ethan with the... Uh, 
the anti mask clubs uh he has his little page the uh, uh the anti no mask club you know what i mean so we're gonna be talking with him and kind of exploring some of those situations and kind of get back to uh letting people know that we got to start standing up standing together and getting shit done man so thanks for everybody being on here uh we'll be here every sunday and like i said see us on wednesdays i'm sean chris it's my homeboy Seabass. we're gonna be here giving you the news every sunday and see you on wednesday guys so wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up they're taking what you're saying to them and they're hoping that you are what you talk let's be about everything we drop because we're gonna get tested on it if, we, if, if the people on the street don't test us on it god's gonna test us on it kill the mockingbird Truth or report?